And hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Genuine Men's Chat weekly Zoom Live. We're super excited to welcome a special guest today that I'm going to introduce you to. But in case if you haven't heard about uh, our program, uh, it's called the Genuine Men's Program. And it's a movement consistent of a show, a podcast, workshops, and Zoom Lives that express the often unheard honest views of men from various backgrounds and cultures, religions, uh, life experiences, and the like. It's also a rare opportunity for men to have a platform to express their views, their thoughts, their perspectives, their obstacles in life with other men on topics that impact them, their families, their communities, and society as a whole. It's an unfiltered and unadulterated look at what life is like from a man's perspective. Hi, I'm Reham. I'm the host and Genuine Men's uh, Coach, and I'd like to welcome this amazing, amazing uh, fellow coach of mine and our guest speaker today, uh, talking about genuine relationships. Welcome back, Luis. Thank you. Glad to have you back. Um, back. Thank you. We, we always have a good time when we have you here talking about relationships. <laughs> so let's see what we can stir up today. Um, let me properly introduce you. So Louise McFarlane is a woman's lifestyle and relationship coach. She has impacted the lives of her clients around the world for over 10 years. Her insight, experiences, encouragement, patience, and support of women uh, to align their vision with clarity, courage, and connection uh, ensures that they can be, do, and give more to make a difference in the world. What an amazing woman you are. So welcome back. Thank you. And um, I'm super excited because we have so much prepared for today, um, so much in store. One big announcement is uh, throughout lockdown, uh, we came to you live every week. And starting this coming month in September, we're gonna be meeting only once a month on the third Thursday of every month. So we're really excited and looking forward to having uh, one guest speaker every month and really focusing our energy on the topic and the material that we're gonna cover uh, that is pertinent to each and every one of our viewers and participants. The second big announcement that I wanna make is um, we have more upcoming Genuine Men's Chat show episodes for season one coming up every first Friday of every month. Uh, and we've covered so much ground. We have a couple more left this season. So look out for those. And the third announcement, and Luis, this is one of my favorite announcements right now to, to share, is joint effort work with you. We've been both of us have been working um, meticulously over the past several months to bring you three parts uh, of this really amazing relationship program for both men and women. And so we're um, about to announce the pre-launch of one of them. And we'll tell you more about it at the end of the show. Uh, so stay on. Any words that you wanna talk about, um, Luis? Just yeah, I, I totally, totally agree. We, you know, we've been talking about this for months and, um, you know, we've both been busy both in our professional and personal lives during, during lockdown, but we've still managed to kind of make sure that we've, we've had made time to focus on this and it's really, really coming together. And like you, I am super, super excited about, you know, the stages that we're going to take each and every one of you through because it's um, both Reham and I are extremely passionate about relationships. You know, um, Reham supports uh, men. And so she'll bring all her wealth of knowledge and experience, um, you know, to support men, give examples. And just so that you can really kind of go, yeah, that's me. I want to, to, to know more. And with my experience, you know, I, I work with women um, across the globe, so it, it also involves all the cultural issues as well. It's not just here's a relationship and this is how it is, but it, it really kind of, it, it, if you can learn a few simple things, I just want to say this and please, you know, add to it, Rihanna, is it only takes one of us to change the relationship. So, you know, where if, if you feel that you want to do something for your relationship right now, um, then, you know, 
stay tuned and you know come board and, and learn from what we have to offer beautifully spoken uh, and said louise absolutely it's it's all in the power of one um, even though relationships are often two or more um, each and every one of us has uh, an impact a ripple effect in our relationships and if we're able to really invest in who it is that we are and what we bring to the table in our relationships, we can also create those ripple effects mm -hmm. that uh, will be mirrored in our relationship. Uh, and you know what, for, you know, not just to be on the positive side, but also on the, on the, on the other side, on the flip side of situations where relationships aren't really going so well, many uh, of our listeners or their partners or family members have been in relationships and they've struggled and they've done the work and it hasn't worked, there's still hope if you wanna go there, if you want to reinvest. And if there isn't then uh, room for reinvestment, there's room for reinvestment within you, about you, you know, your own learning from that relationship and what you could take into another relationship thereafter. So there's always room for learning and movement and shifting and transformation because it's, all comes from within. Whenever we work from the inside out, we're able to create those ripples, that impact and that change um, in ourselves. And if others want to come along for the ride, amazing. If not, then we're moving on. And I just, I just want to reiterate about that. You know, we're talking about couples and in, in relationships, but it's actually if it only takes one person. If you're, you know, you're you're looking to to be in a relationship or you're not feeling you're doing so well you know while you're dating at the moment whether it be online or you know you're just beginning to go and, and be able to meet people face to face um just it's for everybody everybody who wants to transform their relationships so that it you know they feel loved and supported and looked after and protected or whatever you need from that relationship so Exactly. And um, I need to remind myself first and everyone thereafter, remember social distancing is still applicable at this time. So be safe, be healthy, and uh, be inquisitive about your relationships. So with that said, um, let's dip in a little bit further into what we're going to be talking about today. What are genuine relationships all about, Louise, um, from your perspective uh, in relation to women? And I'll I'll jump in with uh, in relation to men and, and their connectivity to women and, and other relationships that they may have in their lives. How are you defining genuine relationships? I think, I mean, it's a journey. It's, it's not something that's going to change overnight. Um, there's always, um, I'm just a firm believer that you can always grow. Um, so it's not only, you know, I found the problem of my last relationship, so let's change that. Or I've discovered what's going on with my current relationship, let's change that. And everything is, is you know, hunky-dory or amazing. Um, we're always growing. You know, we've got one of the, probably the biggest challenges in our generation at the moment. But we've also got our stages in life to go through wherever you are, depending on, on, on what age you are or whatever decisions you're making. Um, so it's, it's really about, it's a journey. And the first step that I've always discovered is we've got to become aware of why aren't things going so well, yeah? Um, and we have a tendency to sometimes when things aren't going so well, we tend to go, it's their fault, yeah? They're the problem, they don't listen to me, they're, they're being selfish there. And I could come up with a whole list of things, but I just really want to keep it very simple tonight. Um, so it's about finding that, that part. And once you've found out what that, you can then from there start to really say, well, what is important in my relationship? You know, what do I value most about me in the relationship, about my partner in the relationship, about our environment and what we want to create? So that's the kind of the next step that you start to look, because that's the kind of... Um, as it's described to me recently, it's the foundations, you know, it's, it's the things that hold fast. Um, and if you find somebody aligned with, you know, you're, both of you have the same important um, 
requirements of, in a relationship, then you, you're going to have a stronger relationship. Um, so the, these need to be explored or uh, as an individual so you know what they are, but as a couple so that you're actually going along the same path. Um, once we've got these foundations and things, there's, there's um, it's all these awareness issues start to come to light. So we need to start to um, transform those. Um, so it's all our, what we call uh, our beliefs, our learnings, the meanings we've given various situations. And, you know, we, we need to start patching all of those up um, and changing them so we can go forward. Because once we start to, to look at the relationships, and it doesn't have to be much, it just needs to be slightly different, um, it can make a massive difference. You know, and it means that, again, the foundations are stronger. Um, you know, if, if a storm comes, you're, you're going to stand hold, you know, you're hold fast and you're not you're less likely to rock. I'm not going to say any relationship is going to be perfect for the rest of its life, but you'll know how to deal with these storms that come. So it's basically about the skill sets, the tools, absolutely methodologies of communication and connectivity. It's all about the values and the beliefs that really ground the foundational work in a relationship. So we're gonna be exploring that with each of you as well um, and seeing what you value and what you don't so that you're also clear. So when you're in a relationship and something happens, you're clear about your boundaries, you're clear about your assertiveness or your proactiveness, you're clear about your yeses and your noes so that you're living genuinely authentically in these genuine relationships. Absolutely. And, and, and once, you, once you've got the, that part, the, the next step that I feel really, and, and we've talked about this a lot, that will just really tighten it all, is the starting to be able to communicate between the two. And um, we've all heard of the film, What Women Want, you know, um, with Mel Gibson, and he suddenly starts to hear, you know, what does she need? What does she want? I, I don't get her. You know, because there's two th parts to it. One of it is that we we think we know what the other person needs from conversations that we've had at the beginning of the relationships. And um, you've said, I like this, I like that, I don't like that, I don't like this. But as we evolve as, as humans and, and as a partner or within a partnership, things can change our needs can change. We might get more responsibility at work. So it means less sleep. So it means we need to adjust things, you know, the weekend to get catch up and sleep, et cetera. It's a really simple example. Um, but I have to say that one of the challenges women are having at this moment of time is tiredness, exhaustion, burnout. So we're going to look really dig deep into your needs. And I'm going to talk more about that area specifically tonight so that you get a better understanding of why maybe there's been some misalignments in your relationships at the moment. It's been stressful for all of us. There's a lot of uncertainty going around, but it's also a great time to, to stop and grow and come together um, even stronger. And then the last part of that is, um, it's my favorite part, <laughs> is the, the how do we communicate? Um, and I was thinking a lot about this today. And it really is that there's a difference. And we need to learn to appreciate the differences of, and it's not gender based, it's actually, uh, you know, how, how our sort of how our we work, how our brains work. Um, and we have two, two parts to every part, every human, and that's the masculine energy and the feminine energy. And it's how we show up um, as, as to how we communicate. And we're going to go into a lot of detail in that because in my experience, as soon as I start to explain this, so many of my clients have gone, oh, that makes so much sense. I totally get what I'm, I'm doing wrong or why we haven't been able to communicate because 
the key, the secret to this is if you want to have a supportive, loving moment, if you're both in masculine, you're going to repel one another. So it's one of you needs to be in masculine energy and the other one needs to be in feminine energy, just like the, the battery, the negative and positive ends of the battery, and then that will attract you. And so often we show up in our relationship because this is the way life is at the moment. We turn up in masculine or we turn up in feminine. There needs to be that balance. So we're going to talk about that. And that's through communication. And it also impacts our intimacy as well in, in a relationship. So that's kind of really the journey, <clears throat> excuse me, that we want to take you on. If there's anything you want to add at this time, Reham, about that. Um, I, I, there was, and um, covered it, which I'm really excited about. So um, it's, it's a wonderful project of love um, between uh, Luis and I to create this opportunity for each and every one of our participants and our, um, our engaged viewers to, to shed some light on what's not working and how can you make it work uh, in a way that's true for you and what is working and how can you build it up so that you're reviving the connectivity, you're reviving the trust, you're, you're building uh, that trust more and more and the respect and the honor and all of the values and the beliefs and the needs in the relationship so that, that we create that balance uh, within it. Just like Louise, you were saying from a masculine and a feminine energy. And, and when we create that, and when we're articulating it, when we're actually communicating, communicating it with our partners, we almost develop a language of our own. So you can be out and about and, you know, you can uh, experience something and you could have shorthand for it and only you two know it. And that's a special bonding moment. It's almost a moment that uh, you can kind of smile or chuckle or wink about and you both are in this special uh, opportunity to grow together to bond together and no one else understands what you're doing and that just um, intensifies the connection between two people and that's what we're hoping to to get each and every one of you to to the point where you're both understanding and communicating in a way that you both understand respect and honor and it fills you and um, when you're in that space it's just miraculous so it is and it's, and it's possible it really is yeah. it's so possible and it's it's you know I call it living and loving consciously because you've made the effort to make it happen relationships don't come from just being together and it's it's amazing they have to be worked at um because of the challenges that the world brings to us but also as i said earlier the 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 life stages that we go through you know so moving in together it's a life stage it's huge you know um getting married it's huge first child huge second child huge moving house changing jobs they're all huge experience and therefore we also we have to pop back in there and go What's changed? How are you feeling about this? What do you think? So it's ever evolving. And when you get to that, and I love how you beautifully describe it, it's that secret language and everybody goes, how do you do that? I want that. So you will become role models for people. So start to be aware of what you're doing and you know how you're doing it and what you're doing and why you're doing it and, you know, and when, how often you're doing it so that you can share with friends but more importantly, for me, certainly your children, if you plan to have any, you know, because that then gives them a huge step forward um, when they start to start their relationship journey. Should I say um, that? Your parents always panic about children having relationships. <laughs> it's going to happen. So, you know. You, you couldn't have been more on point because children uh, mimic the relationship yeah. that their parents have in their adult lives. And so the goal is to get each and every one of us healthy in our connection and our communication and our expression um, and receiving of, of love in various ways so that our children can also see that 
they can see a healthy form of expression, a healthy form of communication, a healthy form of receiving love and giving love. And that gives groundedness to children, a sense of stability, so that they're not always looking for other people to fill themselves and the emptiness that they may be finding um, lies within them they then feel empowered to do it themselves. So you're not getting into a relationship to fill a void. You're getting into a relationship to increase and, and, and enrich your, yourself and the partnership. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's so vital. And maybe, Luis, I'm just thinking out loud here, uh, we might put in uh, a bonus on, on that topic. Mm-hmm. But just, just to... Just to, to finish there because I don't want to you know overrun because I want to really dig deep into um, what we're going to talk about um, our needs um, but just to to finish that and that can happen what we've just described can happen because you made the decision to make a transformation in your relationship now so have a think about it we'll be telling you, as Rehan said at the beginning, we'll tell you much more about um, what we've got planned and how you can get involved at the end. Um, so shall I just dive into yes. that topic of the so needs? Yes. <laughs> needs? What are needs and why are they so important? I think needs are, they're not obvious sometimes. We think they're obvious, um, but they're not always obvious. It's the kind of question like, how are you? I'm fine. And, and that's it. Or, um, you know, the, your and goes out running and you are sitting there going, hang on a minute, there's children to feed, there's, you know, stuff to unpack there's all sorts of other things that need to be done and he goes off and does what he wants for 20 minutes half an hour that is not understanding each other's needs you know it may be essential for him to do that but if you don't understand why he needs to do that then it really can cause a a disruption in in the relationship um and another one is if, for example, somebody is tired, I'm just going to give a few kind of possible ones that to see the reason why a relationship can become distant or not be quite right at this time. Another one is, can I get you anything? No, I'm fine. You know, that cut off conversation when actually this person has maybe taken a lot of effort to go can I get you anything? They're tired, it's late at night and they just see you needing some help maybe and they've offered it and you say, look, this is not really understanding what your needs are. Um, On the other hand, knowing when each other, knowing each other's needs is that secret communication. Is that being able to suggest some ideas to help them because in this day and age we're not really very good asking for help and sometimes it's even harder for us to receive help so understanding each other's needs and actually being able to to discuss them allows that secret communication between the two of you um, that I just sometimes love when you see couples and um, it doesn't have to be very much. It can be it's raining and, you know, he gets out the car and he goes to the, what do you call it? The, like we call it the boot. I don't know what you call it. The trunk. Yeah. Yeah. The trunk. in In case you're in North America. Um, And he gets the umbrella and he puts it up and he goes round and she says, oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, a, a typical one thing I think is just, uh, it just reminds me so much. My mother raised us to be polite, open doors for people, um, you know, let the elderly go first, um, you know, etc. There's just so many um, qualities that she taught us. And one of them for her was 
the gentleman opened the door. And so she came and visited me while I was living abroad. And a friend of mine took us out for dinner. And mum was in the front seat of the car and I was in the back. And he got out and he said, just wait there. And so as he ran around the back of the car, my mum, my mother mumbled, bless her, did not think I can open the door myself. And I just went, oh my goodness, mum, you taught us to, to, to find somebody like this. This is what you wanted for us all. And now you're criticizing him for doing it. Yes, it was 20, 30 years later, but at that time, that's where one, her needs had changed. I can do it myself. I don't need the door open, but two, where sometimes the message can get really, really mixed, you know, because if somebody does something for you, it's just showing up and being grateful for them for just doing that little thing. So I hope that kind of show ex explains that having needs and some of the ideas, if it doesn't work, um, it means that the relationship can fall apart. Now, on the flip side, is when you know your needs um, and when you uh, meet your needs, um, so you do them regularly to, to make sure you, you become, it's that point where you're okay. You know, you're, you're healthy, you're fine. You've got enough energy to last you the day, you know? Um, and so that it, it's just, it's, you manage your time so you're you've got enough sleep you and and we look at the basic needs first of all so you've got enough sleep you've you've eaten well you're hydrated you've got i talk about movement rather than exercise because it can be misconstrued but you know you've done some movement which is so important for the body um and also another one I do add into is, is essential is breathing. And especially at this time when we're all feeling slightly anxious, if we can take time just to consciously breathe. So they are, for me, our basic needs. They, they are very highly recommended that you do them every day, but we sometimes lack sleep. We sometimes forget to eat regularly. So we snack, we sometimes don't drink enough water. We sometimes forget to move, we sometimes, and therefore that energy, that minimum reserve of energy gets depleted. And that's when it becomes, you're not okay. And that's where your mood changes, you get cranky, you fall ill, you snap at the kids, you snap at your partner. Um, you know, you want to have a snooze in the middle afternoon, in the afternoon at work, you know, it, it doesn't go so well, to be honest. So, um, so that's that. And then another, if you want to top that up slightly, um, we all have, we're all unique. So I'm just going to put that out there. We're all unique. We're all different. Um, and even with those basic needs, the makeup of those can be different for each and every one of us. But on top of that, um, there's the, the other essential things that you might need to have more energy to, so you can be generous with it. So you can cope with the, the train being cancelled or the delivery being late or waiting 20 minutes on the telephone or um, having a, a, a child having a tantrum, having that extra reserve of energy um, gives you the ability to manage it and cope with it better. So, for example, that can be things like, um, for me, getting outside in nature. You know, going for at least twice a month, just going to a, a place where there's no cars, there's no people, there's no whatever. That's one thing for me. Um, another thing is um, a massage. Yeah, uh, a massage can be seen as a luxury, but for some people it's actually essential because they may have some chronic pain and therefore the massage supports them to be able to live with less pain. So it's, it's really discovering what it is that you need. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of clear it up, but I don't want to, I want you to join in this conversation, Reham. Is there anything you want to add at this point about it before I kind of summarize it? Yeah, so, um, you know, bringing it in context for the men that are our viewers and uh, our, our participants, you know, 
is this resonating with you? You know, put in the chat box, um, yes, it is or no, it isn't. And no, give us your comments, you know, ask us your questions. I know there was one question uh, that I had gotten about, uh, well, what happens if I know my basic needs and I know my essential needs, but I'm not comfortable expressing them in such a way that my partner understands them or, and the flip side was, I'm able to, co to communicate them, but my partner isn't able to receive them. Hmm. Perfect. And I want to come to, to, to that a, a little bit later. So there's, there's three steps that um, when you want to, to think about your needs, and one of them is discovering what they are. I've just, you know, I've touched on that quite a bit. Discover what your needs are, what your basic needs and what are your essential needs to give you that little bit of extra energy, you know, to to cope with with life, basically, and so you don't get completely depleted, um, and therefore you you fall ill or you get cranky. The next part is to get really clear about what they are. Yeah, so uh, it's it's I need sleep. Okay. <laughs> How much sleep do you need? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's it's really asking questions like how much do you need every night? How many nights a week do you need that amount of sleep? So we know sometimes you may sleep six, seven hours during the week. Some of you may be less, some of you may be more, but at weekends, oh, I'd love a lie-in. Yeah. So get really clear about that. So this is how many nights, how many hours I want, this is how often. Um, I need to have that amount of sleep. Um, and then it gets even clearer. When, when do you go to bed? When do you turn the light out? When do you stop looking at your screens? When do you, you know, have your snack or your last cup of tea or water, you know, so you're not up through the night? You need to get really, really clear about it, especially if you're about to share it with your partner. Um, because then they know exactly what you need. If I just, you know, said, yeah, I need five hours sleep. The person needs to then ask, well, when are you getting up in the morning so I can make support you to get to bed, you know? So it's, it sounds ridiculous, but it's, it's not. Um, and I'll, with the, the answer to the, that question, you know, I'll, it, you'll get clearer as to, to why. So go through each need. What is the need? Clearly define it. So, for example, um, I used to drink a lot of coffee. You know, I, I love the smell of coffee. It just is addictive. So I, I used to drink it and it used to be what picked me up throughout the day. Um, I then made a decision. I only wanted one cup of coffee a day. So my need is one cup of coffee a day before 10 o'clock or before 11 o'clock. And that's it. So if my partner knows that need, he's not going to offer me a cup of coffee in the afternoon. If I need a pick me up, he'll go, what would you like to drink? You know, how about this or how about that? He's not going to say, hey, do you want a coffee? And I'll go, I never drink coffee after 11 o'clock. Why are you thinking offering me that? Yeah. So it it's really starts to get them clear, to, to give them the support to help you. I think that's really the second part of it. So go through each need. Um, then what I, I tend to suggest to people is you can either, depending how you work, I need visions. <laughs> so I do mind maps and things like that. And you can be creative, use different colors, or you can just create a list, etc., and be creative and put it down on paper. This is before you even start to share it. Put it down on paper because it means then um, you can put it somewhere visible, yeah? Um, I do also highly recommend that if you have children, um, do it with them. It's great fun with them if they know what they need. You know, I need to go to football every week or I need to go to ride my bike every week. Then you, you start to build that in and you'll see your child to get become happier and happier and happier, yeah? I need to go and see my grandparents once a week and you're like, okay, let's get that in or let's get that your grandparents to come over. So you, you're able to plan things and you just see that child 
thrive. So if you do have children, get them involved as well. Yeah. It also creates a wonderful distinction between wants and needs. And it allows us to recognize these are the needs that I need to survive with. And mm. without them, they deplete me. Without them, they hinder me. Without them, they make me feel deficient, you know, um, throughout the day. But wants are extra. They're, they're, you know, something that would be wonderful to have, but are not necessary going back to the, the distinction that you had made earlier. So when we do that with ourselves, we're, we're clearer on what our wants and needs are, what are negotiables and what are non. And then when we do it with children, it really um, clarifies their language so that they're now aware of the impact of not only what a need is and how to ask for it, but a want and how to work towards it. And that's what's really exhilarating when you see it click for the kids, you know, you, you see the light bulb go off and they're just like, okay, that's not a need. That's definitely a want. And I want to go see my grandmother, for example, once a week, but I know that I need to go to the park once a week. And, and then if I can't go to the park, makes me feel down. But if I don't see Nana or grandmother or, you know, this week, at least I can video call her. And so hmm. it creates a and, and it creates a fluidity in, in a child's mind and in our relationship between our partners and us when we're making those distinctions. And I just want to add to that because it's an absolutely brilliant point um, is that if we don't meet our needs and go straight to our wants, we actually create bad habits. So if you're tired and you don't really... Um, you know, you, you don't think about, okay, what do I need to replenish my energy or get my energy back? Do I need water? Do I need food? Do I need sleep? Do I need to maybe go and go outside and take in 10 big deep breaths of fresh air, whatever that is, and you go for the bar of chocolate or the glass of wine or, you know, something that is destructive when you haven't met your needs of course, when your needs are met and you go for that, it actually, it, it, you use the word want. For me, it's a desire. It's just like, I'm going to really enjoy this. Whereas if you're, you're not meeting your needs and you go for chocolate or wine, you kind of go, oh, I needed that. But shortly after that, you're just exactly where you were before. So it's a really, really clear. So great for bringing that up so we can really define even further that a need is, it's, it's, making sure that you're okay before you jump into the desires after a stressful week at work certainly in the UK we have the habit of going to the pub on a Friday afternoon but if you're tired and you don't have you know some water or you don't eat food you're not really going to feel very good the next day so it's really about um, or replace it with you know going for a if you're not in the habit of eating, you know, processed food and you go for fish and chips or something, you know, that is not healthy to you, um, then you're not going to feel good after that because you're not meeting your needs first. OK, now I'm not saying um, don't go out and enjoy yourself on a Friday afternoon. It's just be, become more aware that you've prepared yourself before you go and, you know, sort of start something that you really didn't need so that's really kind of the, the clarity on that I'm going to just take one more second just quickly to to go one step deeper because we sure. don't distinguish between our wants and our needs and as you said our wants or desires can be overindulgent and if we overindulge ourselves in them and they can lead to bad habits they can also lead to self-medication they can lead mm temptation that could lead to addictive behaviors. Um, we are not, we don't have addictive personalities. We have addictive patterns. And so mm -hmm. just recognizing those distinctions is essential, especially, you know, give the last several months being in lockdown and the impact that it's had on so many people, that distinction has been so great. And so um, recognition around that is essential. And if you're interested, we do have a program around uh, resolving and or coming uh, to grips with your patients at a later time. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. And I think that's absolutely, especially right now, probably one of them that's been mainly talked about is, well, one, certainly within the UK is, you know, the, the amount of alcohol is becoming very, very a worrying statistic. Um, but I think also screen time, you know, so many of us are addicted to TV shows or watching films late into the night and then they can't sleep. Um, and that's because, um, you know, research has shown that too much screen time prior to sleeping is will interrupt your sleep patterns, which is, and I'm going to say this to all parents, don't let your child be in front of a screen before bed, you know, take them away from it. Give them an old fashioned book or an audio book or something else, but really it, it does interrupt their, their, their sleep patterns and cranky child, cranky parent, not a good combination, I'm afraid. So yeah, yeah, but it's addictive. You know, you think I can't sleep, I'll just, or I'll watch another program because they're beautifully designed to get you addicted. So, you know, please become aware of that and just start to make little changes, which is obviously, as Rehab's talking about, it's about breaking that pattern. And there's, there's so many tools and support a lot of support out there at the moment to help people do that so yeah be aware of that so stepping into the last part this is how do i get my needs met um very interestingly when you've got this um what we call your your list of needs and you want to speak to your partner about it um I'm going to first of all say it is not the responsibility of your partner to make sure your needs are met. It is your responsibility, okay? However, allow your partner to become the person to support you to make sure your needs are met. Um, it's very important not to have a huge list of needs either, otherwise you're probably spending a lot of time. So keep it... Keep it to the basics at first until you get into an, a pattern of, of meeting your needs and then maybe you can add a few more. It, it's, it's something that's fluid, it's something that changes. So don't be strict about it. Just, just say, I'm going to try this for a week to see if that makes me feel better and then just change it if, you know, oh, that was too much sleep or was that too little sleep and just that. Um, you know, basic five, six to start off with so that, that um, you can support one another. Okay. The other thing is, uh, you know, when you, when you want to speak to your um, partner about it, be in a place where you know that this is important to you. Yeah, this is really something that um, if you don't do you're not going to feel yourself, it, the, the relationship's going to suffer, um, and that's not what you're looking for. So just be, comes from that place of, this is what I need, and I, I, I want to be able to share these with you so that we can really fully support each other. So how does the conversation happen? It's, it's really about um, I'm kind of doing it from the female perspective so please reham if you if there's anything that needs to flip the other way then do share so but um, the one thing that I really encourage uh, the women that I work with is make an appointment if you want to speak to your partner about these things then make an appointment um, it's it's not something that if he's in the middle of of on um, watch a football game or you know um, reading the newspaper or um, getting ready to go out and play football or run or whatever it is that he's going out to do interrupting him when he's in, uh, doing that is, is you're not going to get uh, his full attention so make an appointment that when works for him or both of you so you can sit down and have a conversation 
Is there anything you want to add at this time, Reham? Uh, I would say the same also applies to men. You know, when when they're wanting to speak to their their partners, you know, uh, not, that's it's not the best time when it's meal time, for example, or they're about to take the kids to school, or um, they're about to walk off to work. You know, it's about being appropriate uh, with the request of the timing and asking for, you know, when will be best for you in the next day or two, so that you're you're working on a space of empathy and sensitivity uh, versus a place of, look, this is really important. I need to talk about it now. Um, it, it and 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 many men are sensitive and can be very empathetic. And what's important is to ensure that that also is translated into the words that you use so that the message is received properly from your partner. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And don't do it on date night. You know, it is about keeping it away separately from the time you want to spend together. Yeah, so, um, so just be aware, so make um, an appointment or, you know, some couples that, and certainly I encourage it is, you know, to have a once a week meeting, you know, so and that's where they discuss all the, um, the difficulties, the challenges, the things that need to be changed, the organizational part of their, their relationship, um, take it to that, you know, but let them know in advance that that's what you want to talk about at the meeting. So, you know, just be fully upfront and honest about it. It's really good that you mentioned that, Louise, because uh, businesses are just like relationships in the sense that in order for them to work, you have to have communication, you have to have a certain number of meetings, I'm not saying excessively, but there has to be a shared goal or goals and an outcome and vision. And if that isn't exchanged between the two parties, then there's a disconnect. So the mission and the vision of the organization just like a, a, a relationship is an organization in itself, you know, um, how to run the relationship um, in, in a way as a method of, of looking at it. Um, just like the tools that, uh, you know, our viewers uh, can use at work, can the same skills and they're transferable uh, in their home life. And, but doing it in a, in a way that's sensitive uh, to their partner, not as a coworker or a subordinate. Yes, absolutely, definitely. And I think, and once once you're at that meeting, it's 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 about um, starting with how you would feel, yeah, how how you feel about about this that you you've been feeling tired or you feel that something has to change or think or want or you know see change coming, um, and then start to describe what you need okay but the most important thing is when you describe a need it's not a list of i need this this and describe as i you know as we get really clear about it earlier it's okay this is the need can i talk you through it but also um i want it to it to be shared in a way it's like what would it provide your partner so it's really important for me to get seven hours of sleep, five days a week, and then I need at least eight, eight and a half at the weekend, okay? If I got that every week, oh my goodness, I would be feeling, I will be able to help you out with some of the gardening. I will be able to have more time to, to run errands. I'll be able to support you with some of the things going on around the house that I haven't felt the energy to do so if you've been feeling tired. Um, so explain to them how what it would provide for them. How would you change? How would you show up? How would you be? How would you, you know, so they start to see the difference that this is going to make for them or for you, for them and for the relationship. Yeah. Um, it's really important to share, especially, you know, for, for men, what's in it for them, you know, because they're very, you, you are gentlemen and it's no criticism. You're very much solution focused. What, what will I get out of it? What's my win out of it? Because it's just an instinctive nature that you have. 
I'm not going to do something unless I, I win at it or I get achieve success. So for a woman to share her needs and say, well, this is what's in it for you, um, we might have less arguments or I won't snap at you when you wake me up in the morning or, you know, it, it, it's that tiny little thing that can make the biggest difference in your relationship. I can't stress that enough. Yeah. One more that I could jump in with is if you yeah. with the kids, I can get the day, you know, finished off sooner. I can start feeling like a woman again. And that mm. into so many different things for men. Not only is it of a physical nature, physical intimacy, but it's also emotional uh, intimacy that they can have. So she's not always in mom mode or dad mm. is always in dad mode they're able to unwind and actually be a couple and invest in relationship in such a way so that it builds and, and, and energizes instead of depletes and diminishes. And, and Yeah, absolutely. And it, 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 it increases the intimacy. You know, if you can separate your roles from a partnership and parents as well. So the very, very, good example that just to to make sure that you're still having those moments for yourselves for your relationship to you know to be intimate and to grow together the other thing um that is it, and this goes both ways this is where um i would i briefly mentioned earlier it's about when you understand somebody's needs you understand how you're better able to support them to make them happy because that's really all we want to do for each other is to make each other happy um however the other part of this question is is there anything you need from me for you to be able to give me what i need so if it's a new thing it could be a little prompt or it could be um, the next few weeks if you don't ask or you don't offer the support in the right way, you have to welcome feedback as well. Because um, as I said earlier, I, I, I have seen relationships completely deteriorate and I've been in a relationship where at the end of the relationship, I was told I've done everything. I don't know how to support you. And in my head, I was going, you could have asked the question. But I also could have explained it to him better as well. So, but in my head, when it got to that point, we said, I've done everything. I'm going, but one thing you didn't ask was ask me a question. What do you need? Yeah. But it's also a, a wake up call for me for a learning from that relationship was like, I actually need to take the step forward and say, this is what I need in this situation. This is the best way for you to support me in this situation. This is the best way to support me. So always ask for prompts, you know, how can I help you? Is there a good way you want me to explain it to? And since we're talking about the children getting involved, this is really important for them because they will not hold back in giving you the truth yeah you're really grumpy mommy you need to go to bed earlier you know <laughs> or dad you said you would take us to this and you haven't done it yet you know so just really be clear how you want that support and that's the way you'll be able to receive it um I know I've been I've been talking a lot and I just wanted to do and I can't believe we've you know we I knew it was going to take a long time but I, I just hope that um, I haven't really been focusing on the chat but you've been chatting and agreeing with me and just really saying yep that resonates yes that resonates yep oh gosh this is making so much sense and please keep going because that's really important for us to make sure that what we are going to achieve is actually going to get the message out there so before I unless there's anything else we have before um, um, I hand back to you, just want to wrap up. Our needs are so important so that we have the energy we need to not only survive, but also to be able to offer it and be generous and support other people. So discover what your needs are. Define them really, really clearly. 
and then sit and discuss what support you need and how that support can be met. Um, and then just give it a go and just see what happens. And it might be a little uncomfortable if there's some new things going there, but don't make it black and white. Just give each other time to um, adjust to the, you know, supporting each other. And just remember which, you know, it, how we have beautifully said it, it creates that secret language, yeah? You just need to come in and you put down your bag in a specific way and your partner's got the kettle on. Yeah, it, it's not, you don't need to speak. You don't need to, you just do something. They go, uh-oh, I know what I need to do to support them. Or I need to ask them, what can I do for you? And it's no longer nothing, I'm okay. It's no longer, oh my goodness, you can't believe what day I've had. I need a cup of tea. Off you go. I just need to be on my own for a while. Not a problem. I need to go out and run it off. Go on, get out there. Because you know when he, they come back from that run or they've had a few minutes on their own or a cup of tea, they're going to be the person that you want to spend a lot of your time with, like a lot of your life with, because they are showing up um, who they are and you create that genuine relationship. It's about being brave and courageous about vulnerability. And uh, just like you were saying, it's about that life partner. Um, being vulnerable is a strength. It's a way of us creating that, that connectivity with our partner, creating that, that recognition of, I see you. I see your needs, I see your wants, and I'm here to support you in getting them either yourself or by, with my assistance. But it's a, a beautiful dance that happens between two people. And when you do it right, it's a tango. And when it's not, it's a work in progress. So it's about learning to do the work in progress together and really you know, being okay with being vulnerable. Um, and I know on this channel, we talk about vulnerability a lot, and we've had a lot of discussions around vulnerability. So if you're ever needing to hear a little bit more about what that's like, check out our channel. We've got a couple of topics on vulnerability and, and deep, deep discussions with other men on their definition of vulnerability and how it's impacted, impacted them. Um, Luis, it's always a pleasure having you uh, on, this, uh, on this show um uh, for our zoom calls and one of the things that i really want to stress is if any of this uh to our audience and participants if any of this resonated with you as you've shown us it has and and you find that this is something that you'd like to to get a, a deeper dive or a closer look at um uh, any of these points including needs don't hesitate to pay attention to what we're going to be posting up in, in the upcoming weeks um, leading up to the end of September. So, um, you know, we have this amazing program uh, that we're going to be uh, launching and uh, it's a shared effort between Luis and I. And it's about, you know, transforming your, your relationships and the five secrets behind them. So it's the five secrets to transforming your relationships five days, one secret a day to enhance your relationships and to revitalize your connectivity to your partner and to yourself. Um, any uh, last minute thoughts, advice, guidance, or ideas that you'd like to share Louise, before we wrap up? No, I think that that's it. I, I just want to say thank you for, for everyone for, you know, being patient with me while I sort of gave, I wanted to give so much to this evening because um, we don't talk about these things enough. Um, so it's really important to get the conversation going about it so that we all feel really fully supported, not only, or especially at this time, but not only at this time, just, you know, for the rest of our lives with somebody you want to be with. Mm -hmm. And, and the impact that it has on our families is immeasurable. So it doesn't have to be intimate partners. It could be your uh, your family member, 
partners, it could be your friends, your colleagues. Um, it's all about how you're articulating what your wants are and what your needs are and understanding what they are and then learning to discuss them and communicate them openly. So thank you, Louise, for sharing that wonderful wealth of knowledge uh, to our viewers and our audience members and for, for taking their questions and, and responding uh, to them. Um, before I go, uh, as always, join us on our next episode of the Genuine Men's Chat Show podcast and Zoom Live. Remember, our Genuine Men's Chat Show uh, is released every first Friday of every month, and our uh, Zoom Lives are monthly now, third Thursday at 8 p.m. Uh, UK Standard Time, uh, UK uh, European Time. Uh, share, like, and follow uh, the Genuine Men's Chat uh, links, posts, and uh, material on YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, don't forget to join us uh, on our Facebook group for Genuine Men and Genuine Women to continue this discussion. And remember our motto in 2020 is many men, many conversations. Have you taken your seat at the table yet? See you next time. <laughs>